All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, December 26th of 2022. Hope everybody is enjoying the national holiday today if they are uh, able to. So hoping to have uh, some more live viewers today, if uh, possible, or people, you know, spending time with their families, totally understand that. But for those of you who are here, welcome. For those of you who are new, my name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you are not joined up in our Discord, there is a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it. As always, a lot of good DFS conversation going on over in the channels every single day. A lot of sharp people in the community, always willing to answer questions. So highly recommend that as always. And if you are just stumbling on, on this show, uh, this is a show, you know, five days a week, 2 p.m. Eastern, every single day. Ask your questions. You can ask them live in the YouTube chat. We will get to all of the YouTube chat questions and the office hours questions before the end of the show. But with that being said, we are... It is a Monday, so that means that we have to announce the winners for this week's Weekly Max Challenge. Going to get this up on the screen here. It is, you know, down on week 16 of the NFL here. Only two more weeks in the regular season for NFL. For anybody who's been participating, you know, the entire season, those end-of-the-season prizes are right around the corner, but... We do still have weekly winners, week in, week out. Plenty of time to still win some awesome prizes. So for this week, our top finisher, who will get a free month, a SaberSim t-shirt, and an entry into our end-of-the-season free bowl, was A.G. Atkins with a score of 220.18 points, good for 10th in the mini-max. Congratulations. Saw a ton of Saber logos all over the top 100 of the Minimax leaderboard. So it seemed like it was a really good weekend for users. Uh, awesome weekend to have a good weekend. Makes the holiday weekend feel that much better. And you can uh, brag about it at the uh, family gathering. But that being said, we are going to jump over to our trusty wheel of names here. Looks like we had about 121 people max enter the Minimax this week so i am going to hit shuffle if you ever want to come in and make sure your name is on this list we post a link to the google sheet where this is tracked along with the stream link in the office hours channel anyone can go over there and jump in and make sure that their name is on here you guys see anything weird just ping uh ping me in the in the discord and we will get it taken care of but that being said i'm gonna spin for Tickets to next week's Minimax here. Free entry is coming up for somebody, and we will see who that is right now. Looks like it is going to be M-V-P-I-S-K-G. Not sure how to pronounce it. Just going to spell it out. But congratulations. You win free entry into next week's Minimax. Somebody from the team will reach out to you and let you know that those tickets are on the way to your account. So we will get that taken care of for you. Thank you to everybody for participating in our week 16 weekly max challenge. Two more weeks to go. Keep going strong. 
and all of those awesome season-long prizes are right around the corner. But that being said, we are going to get Saber Sim pulled up here. Looks like Chuck DePure got a question ready for me in the Discord. Thank you, Chuck. That is our only question in the queue at the moment. If anybody has anything they want to get answered today, now is a great time to do it. Not sure how long the stream is going to be today if uh, we don't get any more questions rolling in here, but maybe we'll find something to do. So I'm going to get this question over into the chat from Chuck. Chuck said, Andrew, I'm playing single entries, a 3 max, 20 max, 150 max on FanDuel for NBA. That requires five different builds. Would it be a bad idea to combine the single entries and 3 maxes together and the 20 and 150 maxes together? Okay, Chuck. You know, you're, you're, you're just, you're giving me a layup here and I, or a alley-oop and I am going to just uh, do a slam dunk on this one. So sounds like you have not uh, heard our DFS profit plan. What is it? And you know, why is it important? Right? So if you go over to our YouTube channel, you go over to new here, start here first. We have this 17 minute video which wraps is is basically a a quick summary of an entire behind the sims series that we did over here on behind the sims we did this uh contest selection it was our very first behind the sims series it was a five-part series uh eric one of our data scientists and jordan are in these videos talking about um contest back testing and figuring out what is a good portfolio of contests to play that smooths out your variance over times and, and still allows you to grow your bankroll at, at a, at a good pace. Right? So this is a five part series. If you're interested in more of where the concepts of the DFS profit plan came from, I would highly recommend checking out these five videos and especially this, this last one, you know, they, they do like a deep dive, into uh, what the results are from all of the back testing, And then we summarized that and came up with the DFS profit plan. In a nutshell, it basically says, treat your single entries and three maxes as what we call elevator type contests and build those in one build. And then take your 20 max and 150 max and treat those as diversifiers and make a separate build for that, okay? So, so our, you know, our our content messaging our best practice is to do two separate builds one for single entering three max one for 20 max and 150 max um that is how i like to build my lineups on most days uh sometimes you're in a time crunch and you know you got to build it all together i think the worst thing you could do is like not get your lineups in on time so so you know my advice to you would be split it up into two builds you know time permitting Worst case scenario, build it all together, but I wouldn't recommend that on a day-to-day -day basis. And we can kind of, you know, jump into a build over here and and see, you know, why that makes sense, right? If you come over to SaberSim, and then I'm gonna use a I'm gonna use a classic slate, uh, usually just a little simpler here to to look at. So with the sliders for, let's do you know 150 max greater than 50,000 entrants, looking at sliders of three, five, eight, right? And then this would be like uh, on FanDuel, your your piggy bank, right? Your five cent, 150 max, usually like 190,000-ish entries uh, off the top of my head. And then you come over to like your 20 max, right? I think 
the 20 max is like 47,000. So right about this 50, uh, you could drop it down to 10 to 50 K. So we're looking at three, four slicks sliders as opposed to three, five, eight. So same correlation ownership fade goes up one tick. Sim diversity goes up two ticks, not a huge change there. Right. But then, you know, compare this three, five, eight slider setting to a single entry, you know, you're playing like, the the one dollar the two dollar the five dollar i think that's in like the one to ten thousand range uh two two five is is a big difference from from three five eight right uh less than more more than uh ownership goes down by more than 50 percent sim diversity goes down by three ticks like that that is a bigger change so you know what what our back testing has told us about what it takes to take down a single entry contest with a one to 10,000 entrance is a lot different than what it takes to take down a contest that is 150 max entry with over 50,000 entrance, right? So if we go over here and look at a three max really quickly, uh, same, same contest dynamics, right? The $1 three max on FanDuel, I think is like 3,000 to 4,000 entrance. Uh, slider settings are the same. So Totally makes sense to do the single entries and three maxes together, especially since you're using the same slider settings. And then the 20 max and 150 max are so close to each other that those might as well be grouped together. You're not going to lose a lot of EV by um, not using those small adjustments. So definitely a time saver. And this is how I would do it myself. So Chuck, let me know if you have any follow-up and I'm happy to talk about it further. All right. Looks like we got a question here from Jeff. Jeff said, after that response, I'm guessing my question is in one of the videos, but I can't figure out how to set a rule in NBA that player X and player Y will never be in the same lineup. So, Jeff, sounds like you are uh, possibly Chuck here. So, uh, hope hope you were able to, you know, catch that. Let me know if you have any feedback. And then, if we are setting a rule, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the two highest players on the slate tonight. So we got Damian Lillard and LaMelo Ball here. Wow, really interesting that nobody is uh, projected over 50 points. I feel like we're missing a lot of, uh, like, the, the higher salary players, you know. Kevin Durant at 10-8 is the highest. No 11Ks, no 12Ks over here on FanDuel. Kind of interesting. All right. So, you know, I don't want to line up with, you know, the two highest players in it for, for whatever reason, right? So all I would do is I would come in here. I would do a group rule. I would use, do a manual rule. And then I would say use no more than one. And then you could just come in here and you can click them in. If there is like, you know, a, two specific players that you don't want to do this, that you don't want to have in the same lineup, I would just do it as a manual rule, right? If you are somebody who says, you know, I don't want to play two, you know, high owned, two high scoring players from the same team together, maybe, you know, you don't want to play uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, right? What you can do, you know, as like a baseline is going to add new rule. You can do something like group automatic and then say use no more than one group by team here and then add a stat requirement. So, so you're basically saying don't use more than one player per team where if their projection is greater than 35, right? And then I would say this as a manual rule, so you can go in and look at this, right? So then if we hit this drop down, I'm gonna this rule says use 
use less than or equal to one Brooklyn player that meets this stat requirement, right? And then it's going to go and find the players that meet the stat requirement and then create the rule for you. So it grabbed Kyrie and Kevin Durant without us having to do it. But it also did it to all these other teams, right? So you, so, so even for Utah, it just grabs a player that's 35. And then the great thing is that, you know, if you set this earlier in the day, you can come in here, as projections update, you can hit this refresh icon. And then if somebody, you know, is borderline, if they're like 34 points and, you know, they, uh, their projection changes a little bit, goes up to 35, this will now include them in the rules. So if you save as manual, all you have to do is hit this little refresh icon. If you save as automatic, it will uh, automatically do it for you. But personally, I like to be able to come in here and see who it's grabbing, right? So, you know, over here on for Portland, we got three players over 30, over 35 points, right? You could, you could treat each rule differently. Like, you know what? Uh, I was only thinking about Lillard and Nurkic. I actually don't want to include Jeremy Grant in this rule. You can update the rule and then go from there. You could delete it for certain teams that you don't care about this rule for. So saving as manual definitely gives you so much flexibility and allows you to have like certain nuances. It's not so hard and fast. You could like adjust it for one team one way, do it for another team a different way, delete it for a team. So definitely a lot of utility, I think, is like the kind of the key thing there with manual rules. You could do, you have so much more utility and they're not so like hard and fast. So good questions there. Um, happy to touch on it more. If anybody has any more questions, looks like some more people are rolling into the stream here. Uh, no more questions in the Discord. No more questions in the YouTube chat. If you guys have questions, now is a great time to get them in here. Uh, I don't think I talked about, you know, what kind of uh, show we got or what kind of day we got going on today. I think we got, you know, seven-game NBA slate, got an NFL showdown. Should be a really interesting night for everybody in those season-long NFL uh, playoffs. It is the semifinals of any season-long leagues this week so anybody sweating you know justin herbert eckler keenan allen mike williams uh should be should be a pretty interesting uh day so so good luck to all of you in the season-long fantasy playoff semifinals as well as anybody in the in the best ball uh semifinals i'm pretty sure it is uh best ball semifinal week so good luck to all of you in the best ball streets all right. Uh, Chuck is here. Uh, Chuck, by the way, thanks for your help. Yep. No worries, Chuck. Happy you were able to tune in. And then question here from Sojo. Is there a way to have a player only in utility? Um, my answer to that is going to be yes. So we actually pushed an update. I'm assuming you're, we're talking about NHL here. Uh, we pushed an update to allow uh, players to be – I believe like grouped in um hold on let me see if I can, let me see if I can find the release notes really quickly. So in the Discord channel there's a channel called Release Notes. Anytime we push an update, we are going to post the notes there for everybody to read. Uh, it was posted by Scott. Scott is a um very longtime community member and now uh works for the Saber is, is on the Saber Sim staff. Uh, Scott is a very great uh, front end dev 
and has been doing a really good job with uh, fixing a lot of bugs and uh, creating a lot of new features, is an NHL shark. So he um, was very happy to, to add this rule. So, okay, I found it here. So it says specific positions can now be selected or excluded from the utility spot in build settings for DraftKings NHL, FanDuel NHL. So how do we do this, right? This is a good question. Uh, question okay so maybe it's this positions and utility you can determine which positions you allow or do not allow into your utility maybe you never want a defenseman in your you know utility spot that is a great way to do it if there is a specific player that you do not want in your utility what i would do is i would go into utility so, so, so this is like a quick way to do it, right? If there, if you know you don't want any defenseman, like ever, I would just uncheck this here. That is that that is the simplest way. There's a specific player that you do not want in your utility, right? Maybe um, you don't want a certain wing in your utility for for whatever reason, right? Maybe you don't want. Um, Matt or Patrick Kane, just because his name's a little easier to say, right? You could come into the utility dropdown, okay? Come into the utility dropdown, put Kane to zero max exposure. This will stop Kane from coming up in this lineup slot. But if we go over to uh, the wing slot now, we his his max exposure is still 100. So that's basically saying, hey, only use Patrick Kane in a wing position, but do not use him in the utility position. That is how you do it in the home screen. And then if we were to just run a build right here really quickly, we can confirm that. But that is how I would do it. You can also do something like that in the post build. Uh, those columns are still going to be there, and you can basically manage it the same exact way, right? So let's run a couple of lineups here, and, and then let's talk about how to do it in the post build. This will be enough lineups for us here. Uh, so we're going to go over to utility and we're going to go over to Kane. So Patrick Kane, 0% exposure. Perfect there. And then if we go over to wings and then we go over to Kane, uh, looks like we're just not getting a lot of him at all in our pool. So let's try this with somebody a little more, uh, pricey perhaps that way we can confirm that it's working correctly uh since this is a new feature right so i'm going to go to my projection i'm just going to do it with the most expensive player uh austin matthews here so zero max exposure in the utility he is still at 100 exposure in his uh normal position over here so let's just run uh, 300 lineups can't imagine we don't get any of him in our 300 lineups, but this is a good test, right? You get, uh, you know, go look at the release notes, see if you could do something, and then check it out. Uh, Sojo said no NBA. Um, oh, this was for NBA. Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, I just assumed that it was NHL. NHL was on my mind, but I think you know, we, we can we could demo it. For NBA as well, not not a big problem there. So, okay, let's go over to Austin. Austin Matthews here, 0% exposure in the utility spot. And then if we go over here, Austin Matthews, he's 
man, I can't believe we're not getting any of him. All right, I'm going to do some testing on this. It does seem weird that we're not getting any of him at all in either position. So glad we were able to demo this. I'm going to do some testing of it after the stream ends uh, by myself and see what is going on there. But I'm going to make a note, position, max exposure, and then I'm going to do – I'm just going to call it a bug for now. We'll figure it out. But, okay, for for NBA, right? NBA, uh, you're playing FanDuel NBA. You usually have a utility slot. I It looks like we do not have that slot on the home screen, so you cannot do it the same exact way. I would just handle it in the pause. Oh, wait. Okay, because there is no flex spot on FanDuel. Okay, so let's jump over to DraftKings. We'll do the same thing here. Okay, so we do have it here, utility spot, right? I would I would do it the same exact way, and um, maybe we could demo this a little easier with um, – let's just do 5,000 lineups. I am on the pro plan here on this account. So Lillard. So we're going to do Damian Lillard, uh, zero exposure in the utility, and then we are going to keep him at 100% exposure in his uh, position. I can't imagine we don't get any of him in 5,000 lineups. This will be a much better test here. So going to run 5,000 lineups and make sure that this is working correctly. Um, if it works for one, it should definitely work for both. So 5,000 lineups are about finishing up here, and then we will jump in and see what is going on. So. Going to let the lineups load. All right. So going to go over to utility. And I'm going to open this up to 150 lineups. See a little more here. So utility spot. Going to look up Lillard. 0%. Great. Going to go over to point guard. And then look up Lillard. 0%. And 0 in the pool. Okay. So this is definitely a bug, right? So if you ever run into something like this, all I would do is I would come in here do a reporter problem and then say um, positional max exposure um, applying to all positions. And then you just hit submit. The team will get back to you. Uh, sending in these reports helps us to troubleshoot problems a lot. So that is the best thing that you can do. Um, you know, you can always ping us in the discord, but sending in a reporter problem is even better and that helps us to solve these problems much much faster so uh always interesting when we run into bugs on stream uh good opportunity to show basic troubleshooting steps and how to uh best handle that there but jumping back over to discord here see a question from naj and naj said what would be the best way to play every sport if you don't really know it using Sabersim? This is a really good question, right? Maybe you are primarily an NFL player and you're like, you know what? You know, I kind of want to dip my toes into the NBA uh, streets and see what's going on, right? What I would do, I would do as little in the home screen as possible, right? Uh, these are the inputs to the Sims. Anything that you do here has a big effect on what comes out on the other side, what your lineup's end up looking like, right? I would be very cautious with making a lot of adjustments in the 
home screen. And then I would mostly just do uh, risk management in the post build while you continue to learn the sport, right? Um, I would I would try and increase my min uniques and try and diversify my lineups. I would look at how high risk uh, I am, like how much exposure I have to certain players. Is that too much risk? You know, um, is 82%, 123 out of 150 lineups too much for me, right? And how can I walk that back while still getting good lineups, right? Maybe I'm much more comfortable with 60%. Maybe I am more comfortable with like a really, really flat um, pool of lineups. I mean, it doesn't even look like we have enough in, you know, we only have 123. So you would probably have to go back to four, but then you could still come in here and say, you know what? I don't want to play anybody over, you know, 50% um, max exposure and then hit apply there. And then now you're now your highest exposed player, 50%, right? So best thing you could do, manage your portfolio of lineups in the post build while you learn the sport, you know, what are the key, you know, correlation components? Uh, use the build you run to learn the sport, right? In NBA, you know, do I need to stack a lot? Uh, what do these lineups look like? You know, is it's not, it's not MLB, you know, I have 0.3% uh five stacks, right? In, in, in MLB, you know, you're going to have tons of five stacks, you know, how many four stacks do I have? Oh, you know, like I'm, you know, maybe I don't need that much correlation. You know, my two highest exposed stacks are a two, two and a two. Uh, why is that, you know, go in here and look at correlation values for, for different players, you know, how high are these values? 0.04 is really small, right? And negative 0.05 is also really small. So maybe correlations, not that important in this sport. Uh, there are a lot of ways to kind of learn the sport. I would say trust SaberSim and manage risk in the beginning while you start to learn the key aspects of what it takes to win in certain types of, in new sports, in new, new contests, et cetera. So really good question there, Nosh. And uh, I think it's always good to uh, branch out. We, you know, offer Sims. For a lot of sports, NFL, NBA, NHL, um, golf, MMA, Formula One, I think NASCAR, MLB, uh, you know, hoping to add more in the future. Uh, League of Legends, CSGO as well, um, tennis, you know, really looking forward to having some college sports in here. Looking forward to having soccer in the future. But, uh, you know, some of these niche sports, you know, can be softer, right? And that is an opportunity to, you know, grow your bankroll. I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, they are niche sports uh, focused and do really well in those sports. And it makes a lot of sense, right? A lot of the sharks are playing the bigger stuff, trying to win, you know, the million dollar prizes, trying to win the hundred K's, right? Uh, the prize pools might be smaller, but the competition might be softer. And that is an opportunity for you to have a higher ROI in those sports. All right, question from DJ Sirius. Has there been any technical issues lately? I run a straight build, no rules or filters, and I get an error message reported to support, but no response. There are also times no lineups are created at all for NBA. Okay, uh, DJ Sirius, not really sure. Um, first time I'm hearing about this. Support team was off. Uh, we did support up until NFL lock on Saturday, and then we were off for the holiday. So support is catching up. Uh, today they were off yesterday and any reports that came in over the weekend, uh, they're going to make sure to get back to you today. So, uh, 
apologies that about the issues you were having there. Glad you used the reporter problem link. That'll definitely help us figure it out. Haven't heard of any widespread issues, but if there is anything specific, uh, we will get back to you today for sure. So uh, I will, I will check in with the support team and see how support is going for the day, but appreciate you reaching out. Always happy to answer any questions here to the best of my ability. All right. See Naj is typing in the discord and it looks like he just finished. So going to get this up here. He said, I just started learning how to late swap 20 max NBA and I've seen a huge improvement. All I do is run late swap, then download the new builds. Is there anything else you recommend uh, me to do? So, so yeah, late swapping is a huge edge. Um, Frankly, I think that, you know, you could, uh, you know, let's say, you know, you're not really used to NBA. You don't know what, what is late swap worthy news, right? You see the lineups come out in the NBA lineup alerts channels. You see Sims run, right? You don't know what the starting lineups were supposed to look like. Uh, You don't know if they're different than what they were supposed to look like. So, you know, you're seeing Sims run. So you're late swapping, right? I think that's fine. I don't think you're going to lose anything by like blindly late swapping on a, uh, after like at every start time, right? You late swap for the 4.30, late swap for the 5 o'clock, you late swap for the 7. Like, I think it's okay. You're taking advantage of the most up-to-date Sims. And I think over time you will learn what is late swap worthy news. Is the lineup different than expected? Like that is something that will come on time. You know, you'll learn the players, you know, is, uh, um, I don't know, is is uh, Jordan Clarkson playing or is uh, Colin Sexton back? Is, uh, you know, Malik Beasley starting, right? These are these are names. These are rotational things that you learn with time, right? Um, yeah, totally okay to just blindly late swap in the beginning. I'll say that, you know, one thing that I'll say is that, you know, if you are late swapping on, you know, Sabersim and there is like a player that you want to play in a later game, right? Maybe, you know, uh, you've done some research builds and you decided that Tyrese Halliburton is just a smash play tonight and you want to make sure that he gets in your lineups. If you are late swapping, you know, the way late swap is currently set up, you're, it's only going to rebuild each lineup one time. You are not going to be able to come in here to the max exposure post build or min exposure and adjust it, right? So the be- best thing to do is like, you know, maybe I want Halliburton in 25% of my lineups. And I also, when I late swap, I want to make sure that I'm still getting to a number of lineups with him in it. Set a min exposure as like a guardrail to the builder saying, Hey, when you run this late swap, make sure you're putting Halliburton in my lineups. It might not always be exactly 25%. I would be a little flexible with the number, maybe like plus or minus 5% in either direction. But I would set it to basically tell the builder like, Hey, I know we're late swapping. I know we're taking advantage of news, but I still want Halliburton. And so that is like a safety net way to get him in your lineups. When late swap pools go live, you know, they're still in beta. Uh, that will be a lot easier. You'll be able to build, you know, a full pool of lineups and adjust minimax exposure. So looking forward to that change in the near future. But for now, this is exactly how I would do it. All right. Good question there. Uh, looks like we are about, you know, 30 minutes into the show. Uh, appreciate everybody participating and asking questions live once we got started. Started the stream with no questions. So thank you all for tuning in. Hope you are all having a wonderful day off. 
if if you uh if so and i will be right back here tomorrow 2 p.m eastern for our tuesday show good luck in all of your contests tonight and until then take care